What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results, our friend Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. So happy to see you. Also happy to be joined by our other good friend, Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. How's it going over there, Phil? Ho, ho, ho. I'm so glad that you're Holiday so festive. Holiday season. Yes. Can we please get your NMLS number out there? NMLS. MLS 238103, company on MLS 8030095, Cross Country Mortgage. Mimi, I just want to let you know that I do practice what we preach here on this show. And a lot of times we tell people, hey, if you are planning to do something that is kind of a shift in the way your finances work and talk, and you want to eventually be able to buy a property, talk to your mortgage advisor first. So earlier this week, I called Phil because I'm about to change some stuff with the way my business side of stuff as an independent contractor. Yes, <laughs> it works. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk to him and make sure I wasn't messing myself up because I'm still going to talk to you about what's my next property, you know, eventually. Yes. So staying on course. So it's like, talk to you, talk to Mimi, talk to my financial advisor before I made this big shift because I didn't want to get a year into it and have him go, when did you start doing that? And I'm like, oh, a long time ago. And you should have done this. You exactly. Done that. So mm-hmm. instead, no. if no. you have questions, you can always go ahead and tap into the resources you have. So maybe you've been sitting there going, how do I eventually do X? Don't put it off until the last minute. Just go ahead. Call our experts. They can help you figure it all out. You know, nobody wants to have a you shoulda no. conversation. No. When you Mm-mm. just could have had a, okay, I'm going to take care of this right yeah. now. You know, just, it's, a, it's fair to have a question. I didn't know the long-term repercussion to this thing. It seemed like the right thing, but we've talked numerous times here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show where just because you thought it was the right thing, it actually made things more complicated or this other avenue that is just as just as good of an option would have made your life easier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Phil is not nearly as uh, ornate as he was last <laughs> he week. He had that super holiday but, last time. Yeah. But he's 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 shifted yes. from the gifting to the cooking. Oh. So oh he, yeah. He's got a prime rib oh. situation that he's going to share with us here in a second. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we share his prime rib recipe, let's share the information about your guides that are available out there. Okay. It doesn't feel like winter, but it is. We're not complaining. And we're not <laughs> complaining at all. At least this this part isn't. I mean, I do like a white Christmas. Yeah. But just lightly This covered. is okay. Correct. I'm I don't right think we're having a white Christmas. We are I, not. Yeah, I we are. It, it looked. It looked like we could be at 46 degrees. That's what I heard too. Next Sunday. That's okay what I'm, that. That's how I grew up. That's normal me too, to me. too. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm I grew like, up. This is nice. Santa yeah. makes it easier to navigate. It's all good. Yeah, you can go buy thousand bags of cotton balls. <laughs> we did there that one year. Oh, okay. yeah. I did that one year when we were still living in Phoenix. It did look cute for a second. Yeah. And then and it, rained a little, it, it rained a little bit and I was just soggy. But uh, hey, that's yeah. how snow looks too after yeah. it gets a little soggy. Exactly. So everybody out there, it's fun to, to be able to have this conversation because a lot of times when you are discussing if this is a good time to put your house on the market, people are like, I don't want to do it because it's rain, it's it's cold and it's gross. Hey man, this is 
proof that you never know. So your timing should still be your timing. Oh, my gosh. So the beautiful thing about being a buyer in Mm -hmm. this market when there's no snow is you can see the roof. Correct. You can see the yard. You can see the yard. Yep. It's so good. Yeah. So many many roofs that just kind of slide under the radar. Yeah. So good. So good. All right, Phil. Um, you're kind of uh, tantalizing us earlier with your new prime rib found thing. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, wow. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> All right, prime so I, rib, not prime rate. I've been doing a lot there. of research. Did I make a really good prime rib, but mm-hmm. I found out there's a better recipe to cook it. Okay. And it's called the 500 mm-hmm. oven roast prime rib. Okay. Where'd I'm you ready? find this at secret? Oh, I've been been doing and been researching a deep, it on deep Google. Google Dive. Yeah. Oh, deep, deep. Not, I believe me, I've read a lot of articles. It's not Alton Brown? No, it's not <laughs> Alton Brown. I just want to say, no. we got to give credit here. All right, so here you set your oven at 500, and you have to multiply six minutes times the weight of the prime rib. Okay, yes. And the key is, is you got to pull your prime rib five hours. Mm-hmm. Prior mm-hmm. out of the out of the refrigerator, yes. Before you cook it, because you want the prime rib to get to room temperature, yes. Then what you do is you have your butter out. Mm-hmm. You want that soft, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it's it's a Provence, yes. Okay, spices, which is a French rub mm-hmm. on there. So you do your butter, you get your rub on one hour. All okay. right, it's got to sit one hour. So that it all your, gets to kind of like yep. just not marinate because it's not, not marinate, wet because no, it's dry. Yeah, it's okay. dry. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you have your oven at 500. My prime rib is eight pounds. Mm-hmm. Multiply times six is 48 minutes. Okay. You put your prime rib in the oven and you let it go 48 minutes. Yes. And then you immediately turn your oven to warm. Okay. All right. Okay. Two hours. Mm-hmm. The key is you cannot open up the oven door. Just leave it. Okay. Yes. You must. And you want to have your ear thermometer in there. Mm-hmm. You do want to monitor it. And if you're looking for that medium rare prime rib, you want to pull it at 130. Okay. Then you tent it for 45 minutes. Okay. It will be the most spectacular prime rib you've ever had. I'm ready. You need to put take a little video and put it up on your Facebook page Phil, so I can see it. You also said you had a seek a new thing for the for the dip. You put the carrots and the celery underneath oh, yes. the rack. So you put celery, you cut carrots underneath the rack mm-hmm. and celery. Put a quarter cup of water in yes. the bottom of your pan. And as your drippings go in there, you're gonna get the flavors of the carrot. And the celery. Yes. And then you'll scrape all that. You'll run it through a strainer. Mm-hmm. And then you build your au jus sauce. Ah, from see? That. This sounds lovely. That I love nice. his patience. You smell that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, I can feel it. Now yeah. I'm just hungry. And if you don't want to do it, go to Phil Terra's Hideaway <laughs> yeah. in Stillwater. In Stillwater. They make a good They make a good. They make a really rib. good prime rib. Yeah, they make a good prime rib. <laughs> That's what, when yeah. you decide that you're not going to do mortgages anymore, you could just do like a like mini catering. I've actually mini thought catering. about yeah. opening up a food truck. Yeah, yeah. When a food I truck or like... Pop-ups the, are yeah. the thing. They and are. I was reading, we've got some friends in Louisville. That have got pop up restaurants that it's all the bomb, right? Um, really, kind of a real big scene there yeah. with pop ups, and I was like, I think the scene there is bigger than here. I'm not sure. And we are a good foodie scene. I know. Yeah. All right, so, so I, should I do a real short? It's a year in review 
of well, a market? Are you dying to? Sure. Okay, let's now, hear it, Now, how brother. short is it? Because we have yeah. two minutes. It's short. Okay, gotcha. All, All right. right, so rates went from 5.625% starting the year, went as high as 85 Yes. It's the largest rate increase we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But in this last week, I quoted 6.45%. So a little relief. We've mm-hmm. come down off of 85 and inflation went as high as 9%. Right. Mm-hmm. Inflation's now at 3.7. Okay. But food prices are still exorbitant. Wait, what percentage did you say? 3.7? 3.7% inflation. Really? I thought that it was like getting closer to 2. No. 3.7. Okay. Still, yeah. when's it projected to yeah. get to 2? <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. The Fed raised the prime rate mm-hmm. over the course of the year. Five and a half percent. Okay. Wow. Mm. Wow. Now, here's the good news. They paused here in December. Mm -hmm. So when they raised the rate to five percent, let's compare that to what it was when interest rates were around three. Mm -hmm. What was the prime rate then? Well, the prime rate was probably zero. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the prime rate was close to zero or or a quarter of a percent. Okay, so this is the spread we're talking about. Correct. Okay. So when we see interest rates go from three to eight, there's your reason. Okay, because they raised the prime, mortgage interest rates followed. Now, the good news is, is we're hearing potentially low sixes, potentially by the end of next year. And... Last but not least, inventory levels increased mildly Okay, in 2023, mildly. Yes. Let me just share from the, the National Association of Realtors our, uh, the report that was received for year-end. Annual existing home sales, likely 18% decline, which is on track to be the worst year since 2008 or since 1995. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the national outlook. But if you look at the Twin Cities compared to a lot of other major housing markets in the nation, we've actually increased in value. Midwest is Midwest doing very, very, they're, they're buoyant. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there's your quick year-end review of what's kind of happened here this year. Okay, so last week, what was your very best 30-year fixed? My very best 30-year fix was 6.45%. Okay, that's huge. That was mm-hmm. 5% down. That was using a first-time home buyer program, and the consumer met the income limits. Wonderful, okay. And so we also know that in order to, to be able to get those interest rates down even further, people can buy them down. Right. Tell everybody points. what points well, is. Let's actually go and talk about points when we get back. Perfect. I also want to remind everybody how they can get your guides. And we're going to give them some more tips to just get into the new year appropriately when they're trying to get into the home of their dreams. Again, our number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Miss Shannon. Happy to be hanging out with my friend Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also happy to have our friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage with us as well. You can call us and be part of the show at 651-641-1071. 
Folks, we'd love for you to take home uh, for Christmas one of our guides. Dun, dun, Wouldn't dun, that be cute dun, to wrap up under the tree? Exactly. Yeah, if you need a, if you're a first time buyer or a million time buyer, these are produced quarterly by some real experts around the country. Just put a little bow on it, and you call mm-hmm. yourself done. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, there's nothing better than to show up with a house under your tree. Yes, yes exactly. Can you Gosh, imagine? Can you imagine that's better than those car commercials. That's a big tree. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like a elm. A you got the elm. Yes. yes, we'd love for you to have a house um, and our guides. All you have to do is request them either by messaging here at the station. Our keyword is red hot or you can text guide to six, five, one, five, seven, eight, two, two, one, eight. All right, Phil. What do we got going on about taxes that we should know about before well, the end of well, the year? I think I think the subject want to put out the subject is getting your mortgage house in order. Yes. Checklist. Mm hmm. And uh, Mimi and I were talking about it, and she goes, Phil, I kind of like that. So I came up with five different categories. Okay. Credit, Mm -hmm. employment, taxes, income, and retirement. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about taxes first off. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And some of the things I'm going to say are common sense, but mm-hmm. I'm, I guess I'm just trying to reinforce it. You know okay. what? There's nothing wrong with a checklist. Correct. And going, okay. okay, here's what we need to do and just tick it off. All right. Absolutely. So number one, if complicated, get them done professionally. <laughs> yes. I have seen many people try to handle their taxes. They do them wrong and then they get in trouble and then they get audited and then they owe money. And oh, by the way, the IRS is going to charge you a lot of interest. Yes. Keep good records. Let's talk about pretty simple. Let's just go back to the hiring the professional uh, accountant situation. Um, That can be daunting to a lot of people who are like, you know, I don't know. That makes me feel anxious. You know, we're three people in the room that use professional accounting. Correct. What do you see for fees for Um, your professional accounting services? It doesn't seem that much different than when I was. And that's what I what I think. It's not that much different than if I because I was a TurboTax person for years and did it myself. Um, It on average. Two hundred fifty bucks. I pay one hundred and fifty. Yeah. But I have. You no, it's usually hundred fifty. Yeah, mine was hundred and fifty, and it was okay. the same when I was doing yeah. TurboTax. I'm going to shop around then. Yeah, yeah, because when I the reason mine upgraded yeah. now is because I'm resetting from doing it all myself, so I have them doing some bookkeeping work. But okay, you're a but it's usually though, yeah. Mimi, because you own a business. Well, yeah. so does Miss Shannon. Yeah, but, but that's I what don't. I'm saying I'm, now. I'm straight W two. Okay. That's why it's it's cheaper. But you can imagine if you're self-employed, it's probably going to be two fifty to five hundred. Exactly, right? Two fifty to five hundred. Mm-hmm. Still All shopping right. around. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing more than that. Yes. Oh, we need to Still do. What are they around. doing for oh, you? just yeah. to do I don't my know. taxes? I need somebody to do my nails for what that's costing. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As well, a little yes. pedicure. All right, Phil. Pay your taxes. Or get on a payment plan. Yes. Folks. Don't just ignore them. If you owe money to the federal government, and it says on your tax return here in February, you owe them $7,000, guess what? You're not buying a house Mm -hmm. without that seven grand being paid. And you're not hiding from them. No. They will come to you. (laughs) Or you need to get on a payment plan. How do you get on a payment plan? Go to irs.gov. You're going to set up a login and a password, and you can actually do that online. Right. All right. Miss Shannon and I have had this conversation before. 
do not commingle funds with business and personal. Yes. Separate the business. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that, folks? Why do you not want to commingle funds? Um, because then eventually, because we just had this talk, mm-hmm. then they can come back if you're doing an audit. You know, that's when they come back and they bite you because you, you can't clearly say this is what the business made. Oh, yeah, yeah. you can't. Yeah. You don't have the proof. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So never, ever commingle funds. And for those folks that are investors that hold two, three, four properties, you should have a separate LLC for every one those properties and no you don't commingle your funds with those properties and when people act like it's really hard i understand it seems like it's going to be really hard it's not as difficult as you think you know it's setting up an llc you go to a website you do it you don't have to do anything complicated setting getting your 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 tax id number for your business Mm -hmm. again irs.gov it took me five minutes Mm-hmm. Five minutes to apply for it and then give it to my uh, where I'm having my business account. So don't let any of this scare you off, everybody, is what we're saying. Yep. All right. So if you're self-employed, the more tax write-offs you take, the less income you show for a mortgage. What does that mean? All right. So it's called a Schedule C. Yes. That is for your standard entrepreneur LLC um, if you're an S corp or a C corp, then you're going to actually file an actual business return. Right. But understand if you're a self-employed borrower and you want to qualify for a mortgage, it's revenue mm-hmm. minus liabilities and you can only add back in depreciation. Okay. So if you write off $40,000 for Burger King and transportation, <laughs> That goes against your income. Do you really see a lot of Burger King? I see people put major monies in the miscellaneous column. Yeah. And I'll see sometimes somebody made $100,000, and by the time they're done, they show $10,000, and they don't qualify for any form of mortgage. They think they're doing themselves a favor because they're like, I can take Uh, all these deductions. That's the way it works. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Do you want to qualify for buy a home this coming year? Or do you want to pay less tax? Right. You you got you got to figure it figure it out. Yeah. All right. I you know when I talked to my tax advisor, I specifically told her I was like, my business needs to make money because I'm trying to buy other properties. Mm-hmm. I can't be taking every single thing. All and right. This can't look like a hobby. Yes. <laughs> so. I I offer tax planning prior to filing. I mm-hmm. helped you with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to put. Mm-hmm. But what I will tell you is. Okay, let's let's have your tax accountant put together a demo for me. Yeah. Let me see what this looks like. Mm-hmm. And then I can go, okay, Miss Shannon, you're good. Mm-hmm. Then I go, then again, I could go, Miss Shannon, you're not good, but you could be good if you took less tax write-off. Yes. But understand, once you file your taxes. You're stuck. You're stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I find interesting is that it seems that the more you know about a certain thing, it, it, the deeper it gets. You know, when when you first think about a mortgage professional, like yes. you walk into their office, looks fancy, you're kind of a little intimidated. You <laughs> mm-hmm. never think about that they're going to be actually analyzing all the little details of your financial life to help you. Right. You know, I never, as a new consumer, Phil, I never would have known that a mortgage professional would could offer those types of of counseling 
um, to help people figure out a, a different way. Uh, that was not my experience on my first transaction. Most mortgage lenders don't do what I do. Yes, and mm-hmm. so that's my I'm, point. I'm just being honest with yes. right. And so, you, you know, I think that that's really important for people to know. All right. Well, when we get back, we're going to give you some more information on uh, how you can check off your home. What are you calling it again, Phil? It's your home mortgage house and order checklist. Right. We would love you to be part of the show. Again, that number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. You can get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. Mimi was just rocking out. I'm like, oh, we gotta throw some goo goo dolls down for you more often. Mm, I'm just not a ballad girl. I like a ballad, but. Oh, I, so you're not feeling this? I'm just feeling it. Oh, but okay. I'm just yeah. saying, I was thinking to myself as I was maybe doing whatever I was doing, I don't even know. <laughs> Then could we have some, moved, like a little more, you know, spirit. moving music? Oh, a little more. so you didn't want that? It was just a little too emo for you. Oh, you want yeah, a song? I, was, I was actually hoping for some fog hat or some a fog hat sticks. Ellie, fine. I know sticks. Don't do it, Ellie. Ellie, fine. Fog no, hat. Ellie, I don't, even don't remember. do it. We'll talk. Google fog hats top Let's ten do some and gap then pick that one or something. Oh, I would. Kick I see that. now. I know gap mm-hmm. bag. I don't know fog hat. Right. I'm sure if once you play the song, Ellie, Ellie's going to find Led it now. Zeppelin. Oh, no. God. Stop. <laughs> that is not Christmassy at all. No. Well, you got to burn some rubber, man. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, you know what? I was listening to my favorite holiday song last night that also is not very joyous. It's just good. I thought, what's your, okay, we're going to go back to this in a second. All what's right, your favorite so, holiday song? I you don't know? have one. I swear you I don't. don't. All no. right. Top Third movie for Christmas. Tell you me what it is. The I don't know. I, I'm going to change it. Die uh, Hard. Oh yeah, it is. Phil, I agree. Are you it's hearing what's happening? Yes. Oh my goodness. All right then. I could go this down is with Fog this. Hat? You've heard it before. Low ride. Wait, let me get to the words. <laughs> Phil just Welcome threw back, back to the out. Red Hot Real Estate Show. Thank you, Ellie. All right. Our holiday edition. And we're gonna have to wheelchair you out of here. No. Bring you back out with that fake that guitar thing. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Speaking of throwbacks, what are we gonna plan for for our retirement, Phil? What's on our checklist? On the checklist. All right, so Start saving now for retirement, folks. It's never too early. What's too early? I mean, seriously. I mean, you should start saving at 18. True. At 18. All right. Dave Ramsey said, if you can save 10% of your income annually for 30 years and you do it consistently, you will become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. All right. That's life-changing. Yes, yes. And guess what? Don't count on Social Security to be there, especially you Gen Zers and your millennials. I kind of feel like all of us, because I'm I'm Gen X, I've been hearing that my full adult life to not count on it. So I just kind of like always presume if it's there, cool. But I have none of my planning goes around it being there. Okay, I just want to know the the less than one percent, like tenth of a one percent that are the eighteen year olds that are going to save ten percent. Tell me who they are. I want to meet them and kiss them. Really. All right. So you make fifteen hundred a week. Mm -hmm. You're going to save one hundred and fifty bucks. You're saving one fifty a week. You're saving six hundred. But I'm just telling you, the, from I'm, the 18 year olds that I've I, ever known, including myself, I get it. But until you start doing it and it becomes a habit, mm-hmm. 
believe it or not, savings becomes fun. Correct. Yeah. After becomes, you get to a little bit of a cushion. When right. You, when, it's yeah, it becomes really fun. fun. That's it becomes how I feel fun. now. All yeah. right. All right. Retirement. Should you buy prior to retirement when your income is the highest? Absolutely. Because your mortgage rules change mm-hmm. when you go into the retirement phase. Okay. We've and had so, this conversation many times, maybe on the air. Absolutely. And so... Let's talk about those folks that are heading into retirement. Would you say that they should be dealing with this, what, five years, 10 years before retirement? Absolutely within one year of retirement? Like, what's the best? I I actually think they should be thinking about it five years prior. Okay. So So if you're going to set a date or, or kind of a hypothetical date that you want to retire, all right, if you're thinking your house is too big, you should be having that conversation. Okay. And you should have that conversation with Mimi. You should have it with myself. But the actually, other person you have to have it with is a financial planner. Absolutely. But from my experience as a realtor, I would say that I see people who are starting to recognize that their house is too big for them when the first when the first one leaves the nest. And okay. that happens around 50. And so what I see happening is those people put it off. They put it off far too long until after, way after the the second or the last one goes. (laughs) And then they're sitting around looking at the cobwebs and the cleaning and the mopping. And they're like, feeling all sad that everybody launched. I have to take a month to clean the first floor. And then I'll next month I'll do the second floor and then so forth. And so my point is, is around 50 folks, we should be having a planning uh, party about what's what is it going to look like for your next move and it's Mm -hmm. so funny when we talk about uh moving i just had a conversation yesterday with uh someone who's a younger first-time buyer and they're like we don't want to move and i'm like you're going to (laughs) move you you are going to move um and so everybody moves like about every seven to 10 15 years you're going to move it your the house average doesn't... number of homes a person will own is four mm-hmm. and you're not gonna that's it, the average your homes your the homes provide certain needs for you at different places in your life yes you all know? right understand what is affordable okay what do i mean by that if you're going to go into retirement you're a high income wage earner, you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and all of a sudden that job ends, you're no longer paid a hundred thousand. Now you're gonna be living off of your pension, your social security, your four hundred one K, your IRA, and your SEP. You need to understand how much revenue am I gonna bring in? Oh, if I take too much revenue, how is that going to affect my social security? Mm-hmm. Because if you make too much money or you make additional money on the side, that can affect your social security. So that leads me to next tell you, everybody should know what your estimated social security income is going to be at the age of 62. And okay. guess what? Every year you get a statement mm-hmm. from the IRS, but you can also go, to, they don't to, always no, to send Social it to you Security. Know. Right. But yeah. you can go to socialsecurity.gov, yeah. put in your information, and they can print that off. Because some of us, they don't send us the statements anymore here a certain age. You got to go look. Now, there's some that say you shouldn't take your Social Security until you're 65 or 70 because you'll get more money. There's some people, like myself, I believe a bird in the hand. <laughs> is better than two in the bush. So you can figure out how to do with your money. Is this back to your counseling that you're doing? 
I'm a you believer. Like take, my grandma. take take your social security at sixty two, and you figure do out. You what think so. Why do I say that? Because guess what? There's no guarantee you're getting to sixty five or seventy or seventy five. We can all wish and pray and hope so, and that the good Lord is going to give us a long life. But that's just my view. All right. Again, this is a financial planner question, no. and you can talk to Phil too because yep. he'll tell you what he thinks. All yep. right. So <laughs> retirement sometimes involves trust. Mm-hmm. Trust. And guess what? Not all trust income can be used for the purchase of a mortgage. Why is that? It all depends on how the trust is drafted. It all depends on how many people are on the trust. Let's talk about that. Let's break that down. Why does that matter? It, it depends. It depends on, on the verbiage within the trust and what's in the trust. And Give and, me some examples that come off the top of your head. Ah, let's say there's there's trusts where there's multiple parties in the trust and there's brothers and sisters in the trust. All right. And yes, there's a hundred thousand, but it says that the trust is going to be split four ways. But yet one person thinks that they have this, but in real reality they don't have this. Okay. All right. Um do a will, folks. Yes. Do a will. They'll do a why, will. Why? I, why is it important, Mimi? Oh my gosh, y'all! Do a will and a trust. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, um, you don't want. You know, if this is if if you are someone who has different uh, dependents that are are close family members or or things like that, you don't want to leave your your business, your messiest business, at the end of your life for them to have to figure out. Right. It's not fair. It's not kind. Uh, it's it's immature. And don't presume that what you think is going to happen is what will automatically happen unless you put it in a will. No, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can have the the nicest, most cordial uh, group of people that inherit something, and it can turn into a madhouse. And nobody needs that. It should not be that way. It should be a completely different way. Um, and from a real estate perspective, having your wishes spelled out ahead of time is makes the whole transition for your family so much better. And and then we're not talking the word probate. The word probate. Right. Ugh. And let me just say from probate, you a lot of your planning, you can mess up probate so very easily. Um, you could accidentally take out another savings account and not put it into your trust and throw the whole whole thing cattywampus. There's all kinds of things. I'm sure Phil, you see lots of things. I've seen I've seen a lot of messes out there. What I would tell you is make sure if you're gonna if you're going to get uh, a will that you get it drafted by somebody who's an experienced elder law lawyer to get that done. Yeah, yeah. Because if the will or the trust are not drafted correctly, it will go to probate. Yes. Then it becomes expensive. Yes. So here's what I'm going to say. I know that these wills that you can purchase online for super cheap or get at <laughs> Home Depot, yeah. you know, Walmart, wherever you go, um, use that as your template before you go to see your professional. That so it'll it'll spell things out. You can go ahead and make make uh, drafts on that, and then take that to. An attorney. If you need referrals for uh, for those professionals, 
then we're happy to help you with that. Right. So we're going to get back. We're going to cover some more of that list from Phil. We're also open to taking your calls. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Be right back with the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Dropping bombs on you here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. I am Miss Shannon. Good friend Mimi Shoneman over there from the Red Hot Real Estate Groups and Remax Results. Also our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. Knowledge bombs. That's what we're dropping. Yeah, baby. Knowledge bombs. Um, before wow, we what get a great song. well, before we get back into the information, Mimi, remind them again where they can get your guys the best way to get those right now, folks. These are great guides. I swear they are buyers and sellers information, nationwide information. Really, really good. You can just text the word guide to six five one five seven eight two two one eight. Or you can uh, message the station here with keyword red hot. But I also want to remind everybody as they're heading into the holidays for real. If you are thinking about selling your home or if you are thinking, gosh, my home is just not the right home for me. We would love to talk with you. Give us a call. Let us know. We can do a free over the net market analysis for you. No obligation. And again, the same number, 651-578-2218. Uh, just uh, the word market. And we can contact you and uh, get that scheduled. All right, Phil, let's finish talking about what people need to do with their retirement checklist if they're thinking about buying and selling. All right. Plan the withdrawal of large funds. If you're going to buy a house for cash, you need to understand the tax ramifications okay. of pulling out a bunch of money. What do, which is what? Well, let's say we're going to buy a $300,000 home and we pull it out of our 401k. All right. Well, now you've created a tax event. Okay. You've just increased your income by 300000 So when you buy that home for 300000 there's a possibility you're going to end up having to pay big taxes. Taxes on mm-hmm. three hundred. On yeah. three hundred, because your your tax bracket, if you make 100000 a year, but now I'm going to pull out 500000 and buy this $500,000 home for cash, well, now you made 600000 that year. Okay. Ah, ah, so you might want to take it out in two different years, one in December, one in January. Well, possibly. Yeah. That's prior planning. Yeah, that could <laughs> listen, be prior planning. Listen to you. Prior yeah, planning is prior, always good. That could be prior planning, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Is it better to get a mortgage or pay cash? Guess what? It depends. Right. Depends. There's so many answers that are, it depends. It depends. It depends on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do with it will de- then determine what I might say. Okay. All right. But that's that's where I can have a consultation with you, a Zoom call. I do mm-hmm. lots of Zoom calls right. with people. And we'll just chat through it. Hmm. I would recommend an in-person call. It's more fun. And you have candy on your desk. Yes, I <laughs> True. Do. It's Christmas. But this is why I go back to Zoom calls, because we were talking about this earlier, is that sometimes you ask me a question and I didn't think to bring the stuff with me. So I like being able to go snoop through my stuff at my house sometimes. There's a reason I like Zoom calls or in-person because I'm able to read people really well. Yeah. And I'm able to see if there's deer in the headlights. Fair enough. Yeah. Basically, if you're not understanding what I'm telling you, I can see it and I'll redirect mm-hmm. and I'll re-explain it in a different fashion. Right. When no. if you're just on the phone, you can't always no. read in the voice. Yeah. You people can't, say, you can't yeah, read trepidation. Yeah, trepidation. I understand. <laughs> and I can see they're blinded by the light. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. You know, those those looks. Yeah. Yes. Reading people. Great skill set. Um, all right, Phil. So let's talk about what folks need to be considering on the checklist of income. Okay. Don't assume you can use it. 
What do I mean by that? Well, guess what? If you're a part-time employee and you've only been part-time for a year, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, I, I make $3,000 a month part-time. All right. Have you held the job for two years? Have you, have you held a full-time job and a part-time job simultaneously for two years? Understand there's numerous income streams that can be used and then can't be used. I'll give you an example. Right. Example is I'm working with a food server. Okay. Works at a high-end restaurant, makes $100,000 a year, but 50% of their income is tip income. Okay. And only 50% of the employer pays the tip income through the wage. Yes. The other 50%, they pocket. Mm. Now, are you claiming that 50% on your tax return? Because if you don't claim the 50% on your tax return, you can't use it. Right. So don't assume just because you make money, you can use it to qualify for a mortgage. Right. All right. So next, underwriters want to see stability. That's one of the main things they're looking at. Mm Mm-hmm. If you are a job jumper and you've changed jobs six times in the last two years, that's not going to, that's going to be a challenge. But Phil, okay, so I hear what you're saying, but the last two to three years, there have been different circumstances and a lot of people um, having multiple jobs, switching jobs, moving. I'm not going to say you won't, can't qualify. Okay. What I will say is, did we stay in the same industry? Did Mm -hmm. we get promoted from job to job? All right. Were there any major job gaps? All right. I will tell you. What counts as major? A major job gap. Yeah. Like six six months? Six months or longer can be an absolute deal killer. Okay. Especially with FHA. Six months or, or longer of no job? Of no job. Okay. No matter what the circumstances. Doesn't make make a difference. Okay. Now, what people don't, a lot of people don't know, though, is I can use your college education Mm -hmm. as a job. Oh, okay. I've done that many, many times, getting a copy of their diploma and, and getting a copy of their transcript. I could use four years, two years history of being in college. Okay. You've got a two year degree, four year degree, and now I get a job offer letter. And I'm starting 30 days, 60 days after graduating. I could make that work. So if I was doing like um, volunteering overseas or doing something like that, can that work too? Like something that's kind of educational if there's a reason? If you can provide the documentation, it probably can be done. Okay. All right. Just just noodling on it back to what Mimi said about what it matters. Like if they were doing something, mm-hmm. but you know, do they normally make allowances? Let's say I had a, a severe illness in the family and I was being a caretaker. If there is extenuating circumstances, I can normally help you draft a letter of explanation. Oh, okay. That will will get through underwriting. Okay. Thank you. Underwriters want to see capacity. What does capacity mean? Your ability. <laughs> it means if I make it is a hundred thousand dollars a year and my mortgage payments a thousand dollars a month and you have no debt, oh you've got a ton of capacity. Okay. Yes. If I make three thousand dollars a month and the house I want to buy is gonna have a three thousand dollar a month mortgage payment, 
you have zero capacity, capacity. Mm-hmm. zero capacity because you're at a hundred percent debt to income ratio. Right. All right. All right. So capacity is based on your income versus your debts. Yes. And you want to always keep your debts low. You always want to pay the highest credit card interest rates first, then the, the smallest ones. A good rule of thumb with capacity is you want to keep all credit cards, and I've said this many times before, below 30% of the credit limit. Mm-hmm. Next one that the underwriter will look at, is the income likely to continue? All right, so you're a contract worker and your contract ends next June. Yes. Oh, boy. We got a problem. Okay. Got a problem. But how do you fix that problem? <laughs> You're going to have to get another letter that says that your contract's going to continue. Mm, okay. All right. Or what happens when the employer says, um, well, uh, this is a temporary job and uh, her last day with us will be in March of next year. That's Problem. a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. All right. So so at the end of the day, really, what people need to do is they, they need to make a priority checklist. Phil, if somebody wanted to get a copy of these checklists, all they have to do is email you and ask for the planning checklist, sure, correct? Correct. And that would be? can email me at phil at callphilolson.com or you can call me at 651-238-6748. Folks, these are really great checklists. And I know we're kind of joking around having some fun here at Christmas, but if you are seriously thinking about buying or selling, reach out to us um, after you've had a chance to have some, you know, punch, (laughs) some really great food. We'd love to talk with you and help you out with your uh, end of year, first of year housing goals. And let's give them that text line again. Yes, 651-578-2218 for all your real estate and mortgage questions. And reminding you can always get this information in previous episodes if you go to our website mytalk1071.com use that keyword red hot. Happy Merry holidays Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays, happy new year.